Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we are rewatching random movies from our childhood. <laughs> we are. We, we are. are. We did. Wow. Yes, we did it. <laughs> Ta da! Okay, so. It's everyone, already completed. Oh, if man. you have never listened to the uh, pod before, welcome. Uh, mm, feel free to go mm. back and listen to our trivia episode last week where Lisa uh, introduces me to the film where we're about to review currently uh, <laughs> via <laughs> trivia questions that I answered and led us to the place where I now know what the movie is. We watched <laughs> it and now we're here. Um, yeah, yeah they follow that, the but we're pretty funny. So yeah, you may, yeah. if you want, you could listen, and that'd be cool. Lisa, <laughs> do you want to let everyone know what the movie is that we watched this weekend, and then let's rock and roll this way through this episode? Absolutely. Oh, rock and rock and or roll. Okay, let's do this. I'll rock, um, you roll. <laughs> Oh, man. So I chose the movie Regarding Henry, starring Harrison Ford and Annette Bening. And this movie was made in 1991, and it's not a children's film at all. But man, we watched it as children a lot. A uh, the- lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. I distinctly lot. remember the VHS case. It was I do. And the cover and that their VHS faces. case yep. got a bit worn from overuse, Yeah, because we never put anything away and everyone steps on things and, you know, it's just a mess. Yeah, anyway. Over time. Over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So for anyone who hasn't seen Regretting Henry, and I'm going to assume that's a lot of you. I think that's everyone. It, yeah. Um, it basically, so Harrison Ford plays Henry, the titular character, and he is basically an asshole lawyer. <laughs> He's very good at his job. He's, um, he is not very he's unscrupulous shall we say uh and he earns a lot of money he's married to annette benning he has no close relationship with his wife or with his young daughter and he's fine with that because he's succeeding and then when he goes to the convenience store to pick up some cigarettes he interrupts a convenience store robbery gets shot twice and as a result uh he has retrograde amnesia as well as has to relearn how to do basic skills because he has brain damage walking talking reading yeah all of that shoes tying his shoes memories as i said retrograde amnesia so all of that together so he has to go through um, intense physiotherapy uh with our budget his physiotherapist one of them we and he has so to much. i know so much and he has to learn how to walk again how to talk again all of that and then sort of figure out his life again especially when he doesn't remember it and Benning and his daughter are quite surprised by his personality shift, but they become closer as a family as a result of it. However, it takes him further away from his job, his career, and their mutual sort of office friends. And this sort of huge monumental shift that comes as a result of this severe injury and uh, need for uh, adjustment and change and growth. And that's pretty much the movie. This one is just basically about a man rediscovering who he is after a very severe traumatic uh, incident. And we freaking loved it. <laughs> we, we really loved did. It so Nothing much. about we this is for so children. No. No. Like, and we, we watched this on repeat for we did. years. We, we watched this all the time. And it's so funny because I haven't seen it for a long time. I know we watched it a lot, probably right up until when we were about teenagers. And then I don't think I saw it after high no, school. I don't, I don't think I did either. I don't think so Because we didn't all. own it. And it's not like there were streaming services around, right? And so then No, like we just had the VHS. That was it. Yeah. yeah. So unless you're at home. 
mm-hmm, where the mm-hmm. where the VHS rests. <laughs> you're not and the VCR is. You're really not watching that movie. You're not watching that movie. So yeah, no, I yeah. I haven't seen it since we lived. We all lived in the house in Calgary no, together. No, but what's hilarious is Pauline and I have referenced this particular movie multiple times in the past on this out podcast. Out of all the movies then, too, and I kind of joked about how ha oh, regarding Henry, one day we'll talk about it. And I was like, we should probably talk about regarding Henry. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Lisa, let's, let's talk do about it. it. Yeah, let's, okay. let's dive in. Okay, so let's rock and roll. So, Lisa, <laughs> uh, so anyone who doesn't know, we usually start off the, the little question segment, the discussion forum with um, recalling any takeaways uh, of the movie from childhood, maybe its favorite scenes, things you misremembered, things you misunderstood, mm. things that really stuck out for you maybe scenes you liked or didn't like characters etc cetera, etc cetera. so mm-hmm. lisa let's talk about this movie takeaways absolutely takeaways my favorite part of the whole movie was his physiotherapy 100%. 100%. i i found it fascinating i loved everything about his recovery in the hospital yep. like and bradley as i said his physiotherapist he's very cool he's very fun he's very energetic he's very engaging he's very empathetic mm-hmm. he's basically the best physiotherapist you could possibly ask for <laughs> if you need to be in recovery if yeah. you're doing this recovery and i think as a kid just the concept that this could happen that you could get mm. injured in this way and then you had to learn everything all over again and it was such a drastic shift and also because Let's be honest, when you're introduced to the character, which is really interesting because introduced to the character, I didn't remember the opening courtroom scene. Okay, yeah. Until I was watching the movie. And then it was like, vague memory of opening courtroom scene. It's basically, it's establishing his character. It's establishing how good he is as a lawyer and that he wins this important case. And then I remembered when he gets home and is with his wife and they're going to go to a party and he has to talk to his daughter. Mm. And as a kid, I was like, I don't like this man. (laughs) I don't like this man at all. This is a terrible person. The way he talks to his daughter, the way he's like talks to everyone but particularly his young girl is pretty terrible um he's just a very selfish person it's very interesting it's like little things like his wife knows annette benning knows the name of their doorman and always greets him and harrison ford never talks to him yeah doesn't <laughs> just even brushes past him doesn't acknowledge he exists the guy does he's always like good night have a good evening mr turner nothing nothing from him um and that's just like minor stuff and he like the way they make jokes i didn't actually remember the oh what was that line where they cheers after winning the um, courtroom scene. They basically, it's a very terrible court case. It's this gentleman who is suing the hospital because he told them about his pre-existing condition as a diabetic. And you don't know exactly what happened. You know, something went wrong. The doctor should have known. And he suffered as a result of them not listening to him and then sued the hospital for it and loses the case. And one of the reasons why he loses it is because Harrison Ford makes a point, of course, it's the characterization of, the, of him, and it's that he's an alcoholic or a former alcoholic. And when they win the case, he and his lawyer buddies are drinking alcohol and do cheers to Mr. Williams. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's truly didn't, awful. Obviously didn't get that as a kid. I like, didn't, didn't get that as a kid. No. I got none of that. I didn't actually have a memory of the cheers scene, nothing. It wasn't until no. he talked to his daughter that it had any re- relevance. And I was like, oh, right. The terrible pep talk of he's supposed to give an apology, but never actually apologize. Totally. <laughs> and as a kid, I'm like, I don't like him. And so as soon as he got shot... And then it's in the hospital. He has to learn everything again. And he's much kinder. He's nicer. He's gentler. He's slower about everything. He's more understanding. And he is like a child. He 
needs yeah. to relearn so much that as a kid I'm like oh I relate to him now <laughs> totally well and like because he is so childlike in his behaviors mm. as a child you're like this is the most relatable adult totally this is so, the most he makes perfect sense why are yeah, other adults I would like just him? go out and get an ice cream cone and then buy a puppy too like if I was an adult with money why doesn't I every adult do this all of this money in my pocket why would I not go do those things so there's definitely totally. an element I remember thinking so there's a scene okay so what I'm describing right now mm. is that Harrison Ford has left the apartment after he has just re- returned home from his recovery mm-hmm. and he leaves the apartment after their maid is supposed to be watching him. And he just happens to leave when the uh, delivery boy is delivering groceries. She doesn't see that he's left. No one knows where he is. Everyone's mm-hmm. freaking out. He's walking around the streets of New York city by himself. And he does not know how to walk around the streets of New York city. Yeah. Like, he has not reached that level yet. People. He's, he's not there. He still doesn't know how to read. Yeah. <laughs> that so point of the movie. So he's accidentally gone into a movie theater that is showing porn oh, he doesn't yeah. know that until he sits down and then he gets really uncomfortable but where I was going with this was while he's watching the movie and I don't think as a kid I understood what he was watching obviously but no. he's eating a chocolate bar and I was like that chocolate bar looks really good and then in the <laughs> next scene he's walking down the street eating an ice cream cone and I was like wait a minute he gets to have a chocolate bar <laughs> and an ice cream cone what world this is the is life this? of luxury why would i not have this life right now a puppy okay so yeah, I he just, just remember... sees a beagle puppy in the window and it's like i need that puppy and then buys it and then brings it home and everyone like his wife is obviously very relieved he's back she's very emotional about it his daughter's like a puppy because she's already requested <laughs> i've been a wanting a puppy forever and i finally get one yeah but my takeaway yeah. from that whole segment was as an adult, I can get a chocolate bar and an ice cream cone <laughs> whenever I want. And that is important. And that is important as a kid. And sometimes I do do that as an adult. I and think then get a, a puppy. Do. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but one day. Um, anyway, okay, go on. <laughs> but yeah, so like everything when he's in the hospital relearning, as I said, Bradley was one of our favorite characters because Absolutely. of how generous and kind and funny and awesome he is. And he does all these lovely little like side comments because of course Harrison Ford can't talk right away. And so he's like, I hear you're like, you're not talking. Is that true? Or is that just a nasty ass l- rumor? And then Harrison Ford doesn't say anything. He's like, oh, I guess it's true. And so he's like, <laughs> just the way he talks to him. And he's very like, he talks to him like he can talk back. Like he doesn't talk down to him. He doesn't condescend to yeah. him. He's talking to him like an equal. All of the exercises he does and the little triumphs when mm. he does start talking, when he is oh. able to stand up, when he is able to start walking on his own, where he's got like he moves from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane. It's so cute when he's it's... transitioning into the walker. It's I one of my know. favorite scenes. I started tearing up. I was like, I'm God, so happy. Like the way the Bradley movie. was like talking is like, where's my video camera? We should be filming this magical movie this beautiful moment and I was like you should Bradley yeah and Harrison Ford Harrison Ford is such a good job his expressions are I think what connected me even more to him as a character because he does such a good job of of not of being unsure and then smiling when he's done something like it, it is how when a little he feels kid would proud when he feels proud when he's when he's shifted and he's done something right and he knows he's done something right and this has been such an arduous difficult thing for him because even watching it as an adult it it didn't strike me fully as a kid 
no. what this meant. No. Like watching it, I'm like, oh God, that would be terrifying. You suddenly can't talk anymore. You aren't mobile. You're dependent on people. You don't recognize anyone. You don't um, know your loved ones. You, you don't, don't know your loved ones. Your kids. Like, you become like, closer to your physiotherapist than anyone else because this they is know the first person best. who's really knowing you and connecting with mm. you and then when he's like having to remember shapes and colors and and just even like the bare bit and then when he is home and there's all these people talking to him like he should be his old self and he doesn't know them and he doesn't know half of what they're talking about because they're speaking in jargon that is unfamiliar and he's just trying to be very honest about not knowing any of them or not knowing any of this stuff and that makes them uncomfortable so then they're like put out i as a kid really struggled with the scenes once he went back to work yeah for sure so yeah it was really funny watching the movie because as i said i don't remember the courtroom scene and then i was like ah talking to the daughter totally remember that convenience store moment getting shot remember that hospital every hospital scene i remembered everything i knew all of that i actually even remembered when sitting down talking to the doctor after he's finally her henry's finally woken up and sarah his wife talking to the doctor and the doctor's explaining what has happened and one of the things he says is that um the there's two shots right and one goes into the front the right frontal lobe and he says if you're gonna be shot in any area this is the best spot and as a kid i went noted mental okay. note try to get shot in the right side right of my forehead. side of my forehead because that's Check. cushioned and because it seems to repair itself better okay got it no problem uh just uh some reason i just know this like to this day i remember that and that's, i don't i, don't I think did it's not a, i don't think it's I pertinent didn't. information but as a kid i was like okay it's shot like, in the shoulder is a problem but shot yeah right side of the head i was just gonna shot say lisa lisa retains that like she's like okay avoid quicksand <laughs> check try to get shot in the right side of your forehead check. yeah these are survival skills that survival. i'm learning from film and pop culture uh, this is gonna and save Bugs my bunny and coyotes with anvils obviously yeah. uh, obviously oh my God. and try to get shot in the right like lean into the bullet <laughs> lean in oh it's aiming left quick Quick, turn your head. Faster I don't than know the why, bullet. But as a kid, that stayed in my head forever. It was like, okay, oh, that's okay. good. For sure. But so all of that and like how he, he doesn't want to go home. And that's actually, mm. it's very sad as an adult. As a kid, I was like, I get it. You don't want to go home with strangers. But also your daughter is great. You should go home with her. Uh, as an adult watching it, I'm like, oh, I get it. That's terrifying. You're going totally. home to an unfamiliar place with strangers who seem to know you, but you don't know them. And everyone's expecting you to just be cool with it. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, I get why he doesn't want to go home. And then he's at home. And like one of my other favorite scenes is so he and his daughter, as I mentioned at the start of the film, are not remotely close. He is not a good dad to her. He's not empathetic. He does not care about her at all, really. Um, yeah. But after his, his injuries and when he's at home and recovering, he connects way more to her and understands her better and listens to her better. And she's connecting more. And she's the one who teaches him to read. And that is one of my favorite moments is when they're in the library. <laughs> she mm, takes to the library. So she doesn't good. know that he can't read. And so he's bored. And like a little kid, he's distracting her. She's trying to read and study. And he's like rolling up little paper balls. <laughs> And throwing them at her, and she keeps being like, "Dad, stop it!" And then he's licking really hard flicks of them into her forehead. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. And she's trying not to laugh, but she's annoyed. But she is, and she's clearly trying. And finally, she's just like, "Just read your book." And he's like, "I 
can't. And then she apologizes and you're like, oh, and then it shows them in her room reading Are You My Mother together. Mm. And as mm. a kid, I was like, we know that book. We own that book. I love great that book. book. Also, great this book. is a great book. And also, he doesn't know how to say Are You My Mother. I get it. I know yep. how to read. This would take time. I could teach my dad how to read. Um, totally. <laughs> I could connect I with this. I can, and then I could teach my dad how to read. Actually, if this happened, I think I could teach him. I, think I could I do could, this too. I could, I could be really good at this. this. Is very. That's a very good takeaway <laughs> from childhood as well. So Lisa's takeaways thus far are: <laughs> I know how to read. I can teach my dad to read for sure. If this happens, should this two happen. yeah. get shot in the right side of my forehead? <laughs> Don't get shot in the shoulder. All right. Life lessons. These are important. Here we I go. Mean, also, Here we go. Maybe you just shouldn't smoke cigarettes and then you wouldn't have this problem <gasps> by going to the convenience store late at night and getting shot go. by someone who's holding up the convenience store. Other takeaway. The physiotherapists all... are amazing, amazing as well. Yes. They're all amazing. But then so many takeaways. I did not remember. I honestly was like, I don't remember what happens next in the movie. Mm. Once he's home, once he's at the office, I didn't remember a small mm. chunk of it just because as a kid I think I just was very uncomfortable because I knew everyone was awkward around him like he was awkward he was uncomfortable he wasn't understanding and no one was really treating him like a proper adult only a couple people were most people were just kind of not sure what to do with him and all of those interactions where he's trying to figure it out, where he starts to clue in that he wasn't a good person, where these supposed friends from work aren't really friends, like all of those very painful realizations mm. were really hard as a kid mm -hmm. <laughs> to yeah. watch. Totally. And I just didn't hold on to them in the same way. I think my brain was like, we don't need to remember these. I'll just remember all the physiotherapy and the joy of being able to read. And look, that's Ajax. And look, and oh, everything's fun of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. Bits. Yep. Okay. I really struggled through for a chunk. And then I remembered, oddly enough, I remembered the affairs. So what yeah, happens is, yeah, like the work stuff, I was like, I don't fully remember this. I'm curious to see where this goes. What, but for okay. me with the work stuff, I think it was less that I, what I, I don't know if I, clocked what you clocked for me it was that it was the more boring parts oh, it wasn't sure. yeah it wasn't he wasn't making the same connections so to me it was just like those scenes weren't as important to his like character arc mm. even though they are but, totally so childhood pauline just was bored in those moments i think and so then like i loved when he was reading or was discovering and building relationships and because you're like oh this is so exciting and then this the is so the office, good i was kind of like they care about each other now and this is yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. the office i was like yeah whatever and then like you learn that there are affairs and you're like whoa wait a minute Hold on a second. Both and of I them were having affairs with different people, and that's in how... his office. Everyone, yes. okay, Lisa, tell everyone this oh is. Oh my god, so this, this is, is like drama. This is like the, the ultimate drama of this yeah. film, and so of all the people to have affairs with. I oh mean... my god! And so basically, so Henry, who is now uh, him and Sarah are now closer than they've been in years. He doesn't realize this fully because to him it's like rediscovering someone he loves very much and for her it's the same but she remembers how awful he was whereas he doesn't fully remember how awful he was and he as they've you know they're selling their apartment they're going to buy a house they've been like showing public affection which is adorable he gets a present from his partner in his law firm of like just a housewarming gift and he notices that the writing on the card is familiar and then he realizes because he didn't know what to do when he was stuck in the apartment for the first time and 
was just exploring, he opened all these drawers like a little kid would and he found um, letters in one of them and just sort of put them back. And he makes the connection, those letters are love letters. He goes and looks at them. They're written by his law firm partner to his wife and they're basically detail an affair that they had. And he's very hurt and very upset and needs to know if it was before the accident. And Annette Benning's character is, is heartbroken because they're so different now and they were both miserable and this would like it was only a short time and so he leaves he storms out and then discovers this woman linda at his office who's trying to be very defensive for this affair that has happened between his wife and his law partner linda works at the office too and it turns out she and henry were having an affair and it had gotten so in depth that he had planned i don't know if he actually was going to but he told linda that he was going to leave his wife for her and then the accident happened And so not only does he have to reassess what happened, like how his wife's behavior was, but who he was prior to the accident. And this shakes him considerably. But he's also very gracious about it once he figures it out later. Like he says goodbye to Linda in a very nice way, but lets her know this is very different. It's over. And he's he's just he does he handles everything very well but it's a lot to take in and as a kid i was like whoa 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 love letters whoa 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 partner whoa 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 linda like i was like what is happening and then i'm like oh, okay everything's fine they're back together and they're gonna go get their daughter from school okay yeah I, I, yeah that was a close call guys i was worried yeah. for a second. it almost didn't pan out for <laughs> good thing it worked out okay good spoiler thing alert like woo. yeah um, no but it's agreed. like it went such extreme drama so quickly and then also sorted very quickly like it's very much Mm -hmm. like this happened and we almost lost everything but also i've processed it and and everything's fine again yeah we gotta try we gotta start over together (laughs) like okay and like it's done pretty well in the sense that it's like there's very it's very sweet it doesn't feel far-fetched it feels quite Mm. genuine there's a he says a really good line that because one of the sweet moments so the other one of the other scenes i remember very distinctly there's mm. a little sexy time scene between Harrison i Ford did and not Annette remember Bennett. that at all i what? love that you did i was oh. like "Ooh, a sexy time scene oh, lisa did I, not remember sexy time i scene. also remembered it when we were watching in the line of fire clearly pauline <laughs> really was i was like "Ooh, like pretty woman i was like yeah i'm not allowed to watch any of this let's watch it i think that's what it is like i don't think obviously there was nothing about the actual act of no, no. sex you just, you just enjoyed that it was, for, it was verboten. Yeah. <laughs> Forbidden fruit. Well, obviously we're watching this. And it was funny because I think with Annette Benning and Harrison Ford in this scene, I think one of the reasons why it wasn't fast forwarded for us mm. is because they're a married couple in the movie. Totally. Like I actually, oh, that, and so, it doesn't get too steamy. It's basically no. they're kissing on like yes. the balcony outside the room and like she undoes his shirt and kisses him a bit. And then the next thing you see, they're in bed together clearly yeah. naked but covered and just yeah. talking and so yes. yes the combination of the fact that they were married and that nothing is actually shown meant that yes. we were totally allowed to watch that scene exactly <laughs> so i was like i'm gonna soak every minute of this up because it's not getting fast <laughs> forwarded so so anyway so i remember that but what was what oh. was watching it i obviously the weight of it doesn't didn't mean anything to me as a child but as an adult watching it and i was like when he asks her, he's like, how did we meet? Tell me about the yeah. first time we met. And I was like, oh, God. Like, there's a whole, like, lifetime of little moments that he that doesn't he does not know. Yeah. And so she tells him, and it's a good story. And then that, what he said to her, 
in that moment he says to her again at the end of the movie and so there's these very cute tie-ins mm-hmm. that he makes where he's listening and it's genuine and it's real and he knows the, these these words mean something to her mm-hmm. and they meant something to him and so there's something I that was at the ending as an adult watching it for me that I was like oh that was really well done like it, it, I it actually, it's a whirlwind I, but... it is a whirlwind but I appreciated that it wrapped up in an intelligent way it didn't feel so out of nowhere and so much of a whirlwind and then suddenly it's over and you're like wait what yeah it was more like oh i could totally see why these two unhappy people at the start of the film when you meet them would have behaved this way but i also see because they've done such a good job of connect reconnecting of how sarah and henry are behaving up until mm-hmm. this point and grow mm-hmm. and relearn to love each other again that you and can also see why they change too she's genuinely heartbroken when he finds the letters because mm-hmm. she she how do you explain that you had an affair on someone who is no longer the person you're married to like you're married yeah. to this person but his behavior from beginning of movie to end of movie is is night and day so, and so you can just tell different. her yeah you just tell her when she sees it she's like oh god please no please no please no like she just we've only just connected and fallen back in love yeah they have Mm -hmm. breakfast together which they never did before like all these little things they never did that before yeah which is heartbroken um so to see them reconnect as a family and then know that it comes close to breaking apart because of past behavior and then the fact that they decide to keep moving forward together totally i didn't fully grasp the gravity like you of everything but as a kid i was like happy ending all right yeah your family together <laughs> yeah a hundred percent like and i didn't i didn't grasp it so uh what lisa was referring to earlier about the opening courtroom scene mm. you know so the the it's not wrongful death because the man is alive but it's basically like something really bad happened to this guy they're suing the hospital that uh, is lost a hundred percent on child pauline like no no understanding not only of what happened in that case but how he finds out later that he's like hey so our point was that no one could definitely prove that he had informed the hospital he was a diabetic and his colleagues are like yeah right and he's like Right, but in the file, there's a witness testimony from the person in the room who says that they remember hearing him tell the nurse that he's a diabetic. So totally, we were wrong. And eventually, like, so that lunch where he has that revelation, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I no, I didn't remember that, remember that, that at all. I did not remember and that discussion. They stop allowing him to look at his old files at a certain point in the movie because they're realizing that he's going back and morally solving the ethically well, i guess because maybe? what they've like, done is they suppressed a witness statement they didn't allow it to come to court and they knowingly suppressed a witness statement and that's a bad thing and then um, so that becomes a problem giving him mm-hmm. things to do because he he's it's not exactly he's gonna like start he, calling he's a lawyer <laughs> so yeah like but they, he's not allowed to be on new cases. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to do with this guy who was this hotshot lawyer who needs to learn totally. how to how to read? There's no way he knows how to be a lawyer anymore. So yep. they keep him on out of like basically as a favor because they know the family and everything. But they're just letting him sit there and read these old files that don't mean anything. And then they don't. What they don't expect is that mm-hmm. he's now unearthing these secrets about the firm and the firm's <laughs> behavior. They're like, okay, so now we can't let him like look at these old files anymore now we can't let him like what do we give him now that we can't give him old files and it's 
absurd and he he no longer wants to he hates it he doesn't want to be a lawyer anymore and he quits his job and it's one of the best things ever and i remember actually i didn't i really didn't understand what they were like anything about that anything about what he had said what he had figured out what they were doing with old court cases why they got rid of them i just remember when his secretary tells him i'm sorry i'm not allowed to show you those files anymore i remember asking our dad i was like why can't you look at the files (laughs) yeah me too do you remember what dad said no, I no, no, I remember he like answered and I remember, I think we both just went, okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> right. Makes yeah. perfect sense. That makes sense. And, and I we're both this, like, I'm not it's asking It's so funny because that was the moment I genuinely didn't remember, but I remembered asking our dad it. So I'm like, I wonder what he does in the movie. And a part of me, I misremembered. I was trying to figure out and I thought it was because he did something because he, I think as a kid, what I misremembered it as is he wasn't a good lawyer anymore, so he was making mistakes. So he had made a mistake, and they weren't letting him do stuff. Oh. And then as an adult watching it, I'm like, oh, no, he wasn't. He was calling on their bullshit. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That so you, that was you, very interesting. As a kid, you filled in the information that you didn't totally. understand. And based on his behavior and how everyone was acting around him, my assumption was, oh, he probably just hasn't learned how to do law stuff. Yeah. And can't do it properly. So he's not trusted with certain documents because he doesn't know how to do them properly. Like that was right. <laughs> that was where my brain filled in the gaps. <laughs> totally get it. Totally get it. No, I understand that completely. Oh, Kids do that all the time. So that's funny that totally. that was like a little misremembering thing. Totally. That, you, that was my, that's like, probably my main I one in the movie. It. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. No, and um, I didn't even, yeah. I didn't have any moments where I did that at all. I, I yeah. really don't think that I retained much of the office stuff I honestly think the office stuff to me was in there to lead to the the affairs later Mm. like I do you know what I mean like that was such a big reveal that I was like all this stuff with all these other lawyers was just be like really establishing the the background was just to establish that they know these people and oh it turns out they were having an affair yeah no problem when really like none of these conversations in the in the offices matter obviously or the over lunch or in the hallway like nothing no 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 they're fine they're totally fine uh, for sure but I remember I remember and this is Mm. what's funny is I so after he has made this discovery um he ends up going to see Mr. and Mrs. Matthews at their house after he's made this discovery and he he basically is like here give this to your lawyer but he goes to apologize and I remember that scene but I don't remember what happened in it like I before watching it I was like oh I know he goes back to their apartment like I know I know he does that I'm sure it's to apologize Mm. but I can't I couldn't tell you the story or the narrative of what he's apologizing for of what he's even apologizing because I remember she was really mad at him she didn't like him Mm. and that was my read I was like she doesn't like him (laughs) okay but I couldn't I didn't have the knowledge of why she didn't like mm, him. Didn't have all the dots connected. As yeah, like it, he got there I was like, apologize. he did something wrong, and he's giving her so a piece funny. of paper. I genuinely didn't remember that at all. Everything yeah. to do with the Matthews case, funny. I had no memory. I didn't remember that when he was going down the hallway. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Like, <laughs> oh, I that's hilarious. Didn't know whose apartment that was i was like yeah. where is he now and when she opened the door i'm like oh um oh, and so funny. that amused me and then when he goes that's to the office I, I genuinely it was one of those that's just funny what you and i you and i are totally. very different in this movie which is totally whereas for me i was like remember or oh what man 
Other than oh, Bradley. Other, other than, than Bradley, the which physio. is totally Like everything to do with Bradley. Every every scene with his daughter I remembered. Yeah. I loved the two of them together. And they're baking cookies. Baking oh. cookies. And then he finds out she's going to school and he's really sad. And he's like, yeah. she's going, she's being sent to basically a boarding school, a very prestigious a sleepaway. Sleepaway school is what she refers to it as. And with horses. I mean, talked about privilege and parent trap. This is the ultimate Yeah. <laughs> this school. Well, I mean, this is what happens. It only accepts 30 students a year. Like I was like yeah. whoa that's an intense place and it does not look fun no wonder no. she's miserable but he of course you know that his prior asshole self totally was happy shipping his daughter away and it's especially to a prestigious school and then when he finds out here in the movie he's really sad and hurt and he's like no one told me and he's like he's he doesn't want her to go and well, she doesn't want to really... go either, so she's like hey dad well, I could stay here dad I could stay here and he's like that it was really it's really no. cute too because he's like well if we're up to me and he's like but i don't think it's up to me and then he's like and then he's is like it up, is it up is to it me? up to me and his daughter doesn't answer him like you can tell he's like okay well let me talk to mom but totally it's so cute because see he's how like, it's going i don't think it's up to me is it up to me <laughs> i know that whole thing i was like oh it's like it. it's Aww. like moments when you're like let me go check with an adult and then you turn and you're like wait <laughs> Wait, that's I'm wait. I'm, I'm the adult. I'm the adult in this situation. <laughs> We're in trouble. I mean, let I me totally go get a yes. Let me go get an adultier adult. Totally I'll be right back. Well, also because at the time bringing a puppy home wasn't the best decision. Maybe I should double check with the other adult who seems yeah. to know what she's doing. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. The every so every scene like that, I was like totally remembered. And yes, yeah. every lawyer scene aside from the reveal of the affairs. Affairs. Nothing. That's funny. That's, <laughs> Not yeah. in my head. And then yeah. I remembered the ending very, very clearly. I was like, oh yeah, they go to the school with oh, yeah, the dog. And, then, and I remember she throws the hat. That's yeah. what I remember. They from basically her at uniform. the very end go and pick her up, and she doesn't have to be at that school anymore. And as a kid, I'm like, yeah, yeah, go do it. <laughs> um, one scene I remember. This is funny. So I don't, rem- I don't remember them buying a house. Like I don't remember that whole subplot mm. of like yeah. selling the apartment because they can't afford it, kind of a thing. But what I remember is there's a conversation. So one once Harrison Ford's character has been shot and is in the hospital, mm. um, the daughter Rachel goes to her mom and then yes. Sarah and is like, "Are we going to be? Are we poor now?" And then she's like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, Jennifer Lerner said that her mom said with dad in the hospital and the way we go." through money we're going to be up on the street in six months is that totally. true and her mom obviously is like you can tell your you can tell Jennifer Lerner to tell her mother if she's got anything to say she can tell me blah 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 and I remember that scene I remember clearly. that very clearly yeah very clearly yeah. with that scene and mm-hmm. so so I it's funny that that stuck in my head and then there's one other scene that's very clear in my head where mm. um they're looking for the house or they're because Annette Benning is a realtor. And mm-hmm. so they're looking at a house and they're walking out of this house before they purchased it. And they're hold he holds her hand. Yes. And Annette Benning is very surprised by this behavior. She's like, You're holding my hand. He's like, Yeah, is that okay? And she's like, Well, yeah, you just never used to want to show public displays of affection before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, why not? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, Okay. And then he's like, Come here. And he pulls her up on a bench mm-hmm. and they kiss on the bench. And I remember that. I remember being like, oh, they're kissing on a bench. And I think what I was like, I'm going to kiss on a bench one day. 
with my beloved. I with my beloved who will hold my hand. hand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what age Pauline recalled that scene, but I definitely that I know that I was like, Life this goals. is the scene where they go stand on the bench and then show some PDA on a bench, which is funny because I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of PDA. I was but... about to say, which is really funny given what I know about you. I'll hold, I hold hands, but I'm like, let's stand on a bench. Let's, let's shout our love from the rooftops. I'd be like, I'm good. Can we go, can we go get ice cream? And <laughs> totally. Ice one? cream and a chocolate bar and possibly a puppy, huh? Yeah. I love what we both took away from this movie. Mine was all about <laughs> recovery and what to do if an injury like this occurs. And your reaction is, all right, ice cream. And PDA on the bench. PDA, let's do this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, same, same. Same, same yeah. takeaways for and sure. Also, and also, Bradley's awesome. We just keep going yeah. back to how awesome Bradley is. Honestly, he, guys, if you're going to watch this movie at all, you're watching it takeaway. <laughs> that takeaway is true. Yes, okay. 100%. I love him. Um, oh, my God. I will. The only other thing I will add is that apparently when I was the little bit of trivia I uncovered uh, while looking at this film, because there's not a lot. I know this shocks everyone involved. But apparently when Harrison Ford was doing research for the role, he did actually meet with a, lo- a former lawyer who had something similar happen to him. Oh, wow. And who didn't like who he was before either and cha- because of how changed the accident made him. And I was like, what? That's <laughs> like, crazy. Oh, my God. Um, obviously, there probably was a whole bunch of detail about very different circumstances, but it was similar enough that I guess in on inside the actor's studio, uh, Harrison mm. Ford related that that story about. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I forgot about inside the actor's studio. <laughs> yes, totally I forgot about that, that show. show. <laughs> That's a great show. I'm like, is that on YouTube? I should watch that could, show. Oh, we could find it. We could find it. I'm sure we could. We could find the Simpsons episode. I hands down. Love oh, for sure. Oh. I love listening to actors talk about things like that. I don't know why, especially like actors like Harrison Ford. Like I'm like, yes, tell me all the things, Harrison. I want to learn everything about you as a person. I want to soak up all of this trivia about all the movies you made ever. Like, let's do yes. Yes, oh, amazing. 100%. I'm totally with you. I mean, Especially maybe because... that's why we have a podcast about movies. I don't know. You Just know, <laughs> you, Lisa, you might be onto something here. Okay. Any other? Anything else? Any final thoughts on the? Any the other only takeaways? other one I'll mention is the egg scene because we freaking loved the egg scene oh, with yes. Bradley, and it's so in order to get Harrison Ford to talk because Harrison Ford, no matter what, isn't talking. Um, Bradley decides to try a very unique approach and as a child I'm like makes perfect sense as an adult I'm like would you do this to a person maybe I don't know it's very (laughs) desperate times but basically Bradley um gets breakfast for Harrison Ford's character and he it's eggs and bacon that's something like scrambled eggs and he mixes a whole bunch of Tabasco sauce and like hot peppers into the eggs itself and then basically tells Harrison Ford you know if you if you you like until you talk, I'm gonna provide all the food for you. Decisions you aren't because you aren't telling. You're eating. Me. So yeah. totally. So I'm gonna decide what you're eating, and then if you don't like it, you tell me different. And then Harrison Ford, I remember even as a kid being like, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> he just took a big bite of eggs, and again, it's his expressions. He's got this very so good. happy, content smile at first, like, "Okay, eggs, great," and then his face changes, and like a little kid just spits it out. <laughs> And like betrayal just flashes through his eyes. Like he can't, 
She's like, what am I eating right what now? And he's like, bah, bah. like, just yeah. like, <laughs> like, you, like, you know, when your tongue is so hot, you're like, ah. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, and, it, and it's awesome because it's the first sound he makes is the ah after the eggs. And like Bradley's reaction is the best. Bradley's like, like, I heard you. I heard, I heard you. you. You're trying to say, it's like, I love that that's, I heard you. You can talk. It's like, yeah, that was the sound of pain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can he talk, Bradley? But no, what's funny? I know what's funny about that egg scene because it was. I had to be told what was happening in that scene. Oh, did you? Yeah, like JM was like Pauline, and I remember it was JM, and I just was like, so because what it is is Bradley jam. is feigning. Yeah, of course you're, because you're so much more tolerant, and JM's just kind of like Pauline, come on, and I'm like, oh, okay, got it, JM, you sure thing. I'm right there with you. You're four years older than me. My brain is still as developed as yours for sure. I'm with you on the same page, 100%. Totally, so anyway. totally. I don't know what I was thinking. Right. I was, what an idiot I was. Anyway, so, but what it is is Bradley is, is feigning stupid. He's mm. pretending he doesn't know why Harrison Ford is upset. He says things like, what, you don't like my eggs? <laughs> and so I didn't clock the feigning part oh, of no. it. Uh, so... <laughs> So I was like, oh, like, he's just made him some eggs. Because he calls the eggs. He's like, Eggzilla Bradley. Hope yeah. you like them. And yeah. I'm not reading his face. I'm taking everything very surface level. I am <laughs> the Harrison Ford in this scene. Like, that's, that's <laughs> this the is Pauline. mental like, capacity. Eggs. Awesome. Okay, sure. Eggs Bradley. Got it. Okay. Like, I'm not, there's no, I'm, subtext is lost on me 100% here. So oh, I man. had to be like, why doesn't he like the eggs? And Jim's like, Pauline, he put all that hot stuff in it. I was like, oh, right. Okay, yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. That. I do remember I'd that now, too. I also hate that, for sure. Yeah. Got it. So yeah. he meant, he did that on purpose. Yeah, so he talked. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. So he yeah, talked. Yeah, that makes sense. Tra- yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I definitely had to have that explained to me in order to oh, pl- man, understand awesome. what he did. So. I think that's my favorite component yeah. of the egg scene, personally, I is that I'm like, that. I that didn't even me, get it. That makes me very happy. That and we talk about well, it I mean, all the time. And I'm like, I didn't get that scene. Well, it to be sees. fair, when this movie came out, you were five. It's true. <laughs> it's true. When we were watching it, I was probably six. Like, I really yeah, actually was, I was not like able seven, to retain. You were six. We were pretty young when we watched this yeah. movie and fell in love with it. Also strange. Very strange. Also, it's <laughs> weird what we fell in love with. What movies we loved. This is what movies were like. This one. This one's a good one. This one about this rehabilitated lawyer who gets shot and is like his whole life is turned upside down. We're like, yeah, this yeah. sounds this, traumatic and this. He's adorable. I love adult everything about content this adult. only. Let's watch this. Oh, there's a couple of affairs. Whoa, twist. Whoa, M Night Shyamalan twist. Affairs, you say? It was the water in the glasses all along. <laughs> okay yes. all right all right so shifting gears <laughs> shifting gears uh okay so good takeaways mm-hmm. uh that were totally different which i love so I much i love but it we, so much i love we both know work. neither of us understood most of this movie yeah Got it. no 100 okay so then moving on to our next question um lisa um 
tell everyone what the Bechdel test is and then tell everyone if this passes said Bechdel test. Absolutely, I will. So for anyone who hasn't listened to this podcast before, we always, when evaluating our films, we see if they pass the Bechdel test. And for those who don't know what that is, it's a way of evaluating female characters in film. And it's not a perfect system, but it's a way of just getting your brain working to think about how female characters are written, portrayed, how many there are in a film, how what conversations they have, all of that to just sort of showcase the difference between female characters and male characters in a lot of pop culture. And in order to pass the Bechdel test in a film, you need to have two female characters who have names. They need to have a conversation with each other. And it needs to be about anything other than a man or men. And this movie passes because Mm -hmm. we've got quite a bit, actually, mainly because of Rachel, the daughter, and Sarah, the mom. They have quite a few conversations with each other. And then um, there's conversations between the housekeeper and the mom. And then, like, friends, there's uh, oh Phyllis, her friend, who ends up not being a friend at the end of the movie. They have conversations. And while a lot of the conversations are about Henry, there are enough different conversations to merit passing the Bechdel test. And the even the talks about Henry often are from a perspective of like okay what are we going to do now that dad Mm -hmm. or that henry has had this predicament i'm not in this financial position anymore so it's it's how their lives are impacted because of because of the the traumatic incident more than anything else and so like when she's talking with her friend phyllis phyllis is like you can talk to me about this and she starts explaining this is really difficult and now we have financial issues and so they start with henry and then basically shift to how it's impacted everything and then she gives advice of you know pretend like nothing everything's fine go shopping like you know don't tell no one don't tell anyone what you told me like just act like everything's normal blah 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 because everything's all about appearances among their crowd right but anyways but those conversations happen multiple times throughout the movie so it's it's very lovely there's a number of named female characters between um there's also linda the woman he has an affair with there's his secretary there's there's a number of them and secretary is jessica jessica i really like jessica i love jessica as a kid yeah and then the maid rosetta rosella rosalina Rosalina, that's it. Yeah. So there's she's very there's sweet like too. Five yeah, named there's, female characters. That's a yeah, big deal, and a, and a good mix of conversation happening amongst them. So it's yeah. it's it's rather uh, rather nice actually. How easy it was to pass the back. It was. I knew it ahead of time. I was like, I'm gonna just write I did this too. One down. I was yep. like, it's gonna be fine. Actually, and no one, character names. <laughs> and actually, and no one else. There's a, a a nurse in the hospital. Yes, and her name is Claudia, and and. It's Christmas Eve and Sarah's like, okay, like she's leaving and she's like, good night, Claudia. I know. And she's in it for literally like a minute. I just know when I saw her, I was like, oh, I remember loving Claudia. I know. (laughs) And know why I remember it? Because she says, Merry Christmas. Like she says Christmas. She has this amazing accent. Accent. And as a kid, I was like, I love your accent. (laughs) Yes. Merry Christmas. I was like, yes, please. Can I say Christmas like that? So anyway, so but she's like, like, good night, Claudia. Good night, Sarah. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Yes, Lisa. Thank you. So, but even, even the brief exchanges, like literally minor, the nurse has a name and Sarah knows the name of the nurse. And it's like, that doesn't even happen in a lot of films. And it It, makes sense. And I love that detail because you would know the name of all the nurses. If you're there every single day waiting for your husband to wake up, you learn who the staff are around you. You just would. Totally. And it's it's totally. great because that happens in a lot of little minor things with whoever everyone yes. talks to. 
Like even yes. like when the grocery boy shows up and that's how Harrison Ford gets out of the apartment. Like he has a name too. And he also knows Mr. Turner's name. And you're like, what is this world we're living yeah. in? Yeah. So where everyone knows everyone's people. name. And they all say their names. Like <laughs> what, a, what a novelty in a movie. <laughs> people call each other by a name, huh? No. <laughs> in like polite the society. The, Bechtel test, oh. the fact that the Bechtel test requires the two female characters to have names is mind blowing. And, and the fact that so many movies don't pass that that part is remarkable <laughs> you're like wait what yeah. anyway so claudia very easily could have been nurse one and she's not totally she's and claudia, instead she's and claudia. I love that and it's great yeah yeah anyway okay lisa so pivoting mm. um to whether or not this film has any moments in it that we would deem offensive and that's generally yeah. a, a strong term we mention it every week to all of our listeners who don't know it's basically like are there things that didn't hold up things that didn't age well mm. things that you know i mean in the extreme moments that in this podcast because we watch movies from you know a bygone era mm. racism homophobia sexism that's very prevalent in a lot of films but there's also like subtler things more casual things yeah. that get mentioned lisa what'd you notice what'd you clock what was that well one of the big ones is actually when um, Harrison Ford does escape. I love how I say escape, but he just leaves the apartment and he's wandering <laughs> around and he crosses the street, not knowing yes. how to cross mm-hmm. the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he doesn't know to wait for the traffic lights. That's why he shouldn't be out by himself. Yet. Again, this is why he's not out by himself. Everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is how he accidentally goes to porn. like cars are stopping and are annoyed with him. And one and driver in particular and... says to get off the road, what are you, a uh, retard? And I hate that word. And that mm-hmm. word is definitely one that was way more prevalent in the 90s yep. than before. Um, but it's not a word we use anymore, especially not lightly. Um, and especially, it's even worse knowing he has a brain injury. Um, Which is actually why I think they did it. I think like, they did it on purpose and that like use that particular word when they could have used any word. Yeah. They put that one get it but also oh it doesn't mean that it's okay to do it and especially over with this much like anyone who hears that word it's a pretty awful word and it it can Mm -hmm. be quite um difficult for a lot of people to hear and so just know that there is an instance where it is used and it's thrown out very casually at a man crossing the street so yep there's that one by Um, a cabbie which by a cabbie i don't know if that's a fair Fair to cabbies, but the, no. I, when, it, when it happened, I was like, of course it's a cabbie. But that's just, <laughs> totally, because that's how New York movies usually driver. depict, yeah. especially New York cab drivers. They're going to be the rudest, toughest yeah, the guy. meanest. They're going to yeah. get the most annoyed at pedestrians, which is probably true, because <laughs> they're probably like, would you guys stop effing jaywalking, please? My goodness. With all nuts. these damn tourists. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, so that was like the biggest one, I would say. Like the most overt big one is is that one for me um bradley who i adore does does, um Mm -hmm. love the ladies a lot um and i do remember this from when i was a kid (laughs) me too it's a joke he like he uses this phrase all the time where he sees an attractive and also co-workers i'm like bradley come on yeah it's like every stop doing that bradley but yeah so like every co-worker is passed by he's like hey and he knows their names he's like hey angelina looking good looking fit and then he turns to harrison ford he's like i gotta get me some of that and you're like yeah. uh and then a different person he says hi to this other woman walking by and she's like hi bradley and then he turns he's like that's so and so i already got me some of that so he does yeah. this repeatedly during the physiotherapy mm-hmm. scene he is a ladies man i guess he is, is a ladies man say. and it's just yes. a very casual way of mm-hmm. saying that he's got to sleep with someone and i will say it seems that most of the women 
are cool with Bradley, but at the same time... At the same time, you shouldn't be hitting on your coworkers, and he's and then he, telling he your patients, like he he probably is like he's a a step yeah. away from wolf whistling. At totally. the, you know what I mean? Totally. Like he's yeah. he's like he's not he's quite like, there. Even but... like Julia, love the new uniform, looking sharp, and it's like okay, like she's in a uniform. Maybe stop commenting on how she looks in that uniform, Bradley. Totally. totally. But, so. I yeah. love Bradley to pieces, but he needs He's... to work a little. He needs to have a sit down with HR to talk about some of his <laughs> <Totally>. workplace behavior. <laughs> how to talk yeah, to his coworkers sure. properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yep. how this works. And the only reason I really remember it is because there is this one moment where he's walking with Harrison Ford telling him a story and Harrison Ford's listening. And then he's like, okay, well, what happens next? But Bradley's been distracted by, again, I assume another coworker because she's doing like a morning jog and he calls out by her name. And then he's like, that's so-and-so. And And he's like, I know, you got to get you some of that. And you're like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and you're it's like, a very I, funny line. It's, it's a very, a very funny line. And the Bradley delivery even is laughs. Very good. Like Bradley laughs at the delivery because oh, yeah. he realizes it. But the fact that Harrison Ford can quip it back at him just says how much he says it. It's true. It's so that's, true. That's it. Um, did you clock anything else? Those were my two big ones. Was there anything so else? So there's one other thing that Bradley yeah. says. Um, so um, when they're doing the rehab, Bradley's working on Harrison Ford's legs and is doing like um, oh, Harrison right. Ford's like laying yeah. on his back and Bradley's yeah. like moving and adjusting and he's like, okay, now don't do, don't get any ideas. I'm not doing this because I like it. It's about getting you back in the swing. And it was kind of like, right, okay, yes, we we all no need homo. to know that you're not yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Okay, great. And so. That was very yeah. subtle. Yeah. It's um, subtle, but, but it is there, there for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's a story that Bradley is telling um, yeah. about his friends when he has told all his buddies that he's going to be a physiotherapist because he wants to do, he wants to help people uh, through the rehab because he was someone who messed up his knees playing football and he, his physiotherapist saved his life. So he's doing this and his, he tells the story of how his friends at the time um, made fun of him, called him a nurse, bought him white dresses, all the shit. So there's this like sad kind of sexist story that you're hearing being mm-hmm. told that it's not happening in the movie. You're not seeing it occur, but the story itself is kind of like very casually mentioned that it's like, oh, there's this casual sexism and mockery of this male who's doing this mm-hmm. quote unquote like female role. And even though what's funny is the physiotherapist who helped him was also a male. So it's like, mm-hmm. he's anyway, so it's just this, this stigma. of Oh, for sure. And he's relaying role. it to show that, yeah, I also like, cause Harrison Ford at that moment is saying that he doesn't like who he was. And he doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't want to be a lawyer anymore. And so Bradley shares how he had to shift gears and how now he enjoy, like he loves it. He doesn't care that he has bad knees because he has such a great job. That's so rewarding. And when Harrison Ford sort of also has mentioned there are people in his life who don't know, like who don't treat him well, he relays the story of how his his supposed friends treated him to show that, you know, you don't listen to those type of people. You keep doing what you're going to do anyway. So the story, thankfully, has a point and everything. And it's a good story. And it's meant to show that that's not okay behavior. But it is talked about anyway. Yeah, just to know that that's there. Absolutely. That was it. Those are the only things. That I, I think that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, not bad for 1991. That's not too shabby. And all not those moments, shabby. they all those moments are honestly quite they're very minor. So it's not like there's they a, are. Yeah. There's it's not a prevalent thing throughout the entire film. So that's nice. Mm. That's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Lisa. 
onward yes. and upward. Let's keep rocking <laughs> rolling straight through to our second final question mm-hmm. before we get into the quotes. Yep. Lisa, what do you think of this film? What would you rate it out of 10? Are you going to watch it again? Who would you recommend it to? If so, like what type of people would you recommend it to if you're going to recommend it to anybody at all? What? Tell me your thoughts. Um, I would say that this one held up in terms of... Oh, yes. Does I this like movie that hold I... up? That's the question. I forgot about. <laughs> forgot that I'm main I'm going to jump point. that in. It's all good. Um, Thanks. I would say that, it, yeah, I mean, it's nice that I now know all of it. And <laughs> I know what the law office scenes were about. I yep. definitely appreciate those more. It's still very uncomfortable, those scenes. It's very hard to watch these people who are supposed to be his friends and colleagues not know what to do with them and him struggling. But overall... It was it was what I remembered. The the main por- parts that I held in my head are pretty much the whole of the movie. Like I would say yep. they're like 75% of the film. So it's kind of nice that my brain didn't just go, I don't remember half of it. Um, I loved the acting. I thought Harrison Ford does such a good job. As I said, his ex- facial expressions are excellent. I really loved his daughter. The mm. actress who plays his daughter, I found out she never did anything but this film. She got nominated for a Young Artist Award, but she kind of stopped after this movie. It was like her one role and that was it. And I think she does very well for such an yeah. unknown individual. Annette Benning, of course, is excellent because Annette Benning is always excellent in anything always she's excellent. in. Um, yeah. I'd say I still have a lot of nostalgia for this one. I still loved all the hospital scenes. I still loved watching the physiotherapy scenes. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm on board for everything. I love this. And I think they meant more as an adult because I understood fully what he had lost and had to regain yep. and how cruel people can be for anyone who have had to go through traumatic incidents and people don't have the patience or understanding and expect people to be 100% who they were prior to these incidents. So all of that... I appreciated more now as an adult, and I think it made it a stronger film. I will say it's a bit sentimental, obviously. That's kind of the film you're mm-hmm, going for. Mm-hmm. And the wrap-up with the law case is done very neatly. It's a very neat little bow. The fact that um, mm-hmm. when he does give the court document to the wife, and he's like, here, give this to your lawyer. And she's like, oh, what happened to you? And he's like, I changed. And she's like, I guess you did. And I was like, that's a little... Yeah, neatly wrapped and sweet. Like so, there's a couple moments that are just a little too sweet and perfect. Mm-hmm. But overall, I don't think it's like a bad a bad film. I just just so you know, you you want to go into this film knowing that there is going to be some sentimentality. Definitely, <laughs> the even the ending, like the ending oh, is very is so sentimental. when they go collect I, her from the school and he, uh, like interrupt the the. the, the speech of the what's her name the principal the principal speech is so on the nose and obvious about letting you know this is a terrible school really because it's just teaching them to be competitive with each other like you're just like okay you're like okay we get it we get it we get all of this so like those life lessons even come out anyway it doesn't matter totally all Mm -hmm. the life lessons and moralizing like that's in here for sure because it's meant to be about look how much he's a different person and he loves life better because it's not about the money um and the prestige anymore so so that's all in this film I still enjoyed it from start to end, mm-hmm. but I also was expecting the sentimentality. Yeah, you know that you remember the sentimentality. I, I remember what was going to happen. In terms of when I watch this again, yeah, I would, I would watch this again. I don't know when, but I, I'd probably watch this again. Yep. You're in the I mood would, for a sentimental movie. You're I'm like, in the mood I could for watch a sentimental this. Movie. I mean, as I said, Pauline said, like, she cried when he started using the walker. I get it. I was like, oh. 
walking. I was like, yay. And there's a That's whole lot so more stupid. of like just connecting and being like, he's doing so well. He's reading. Like as a, as a library person. Yeah, a like, 100%. Yes. Yes, you read those words. This is a doorway open for you. It's wonderful. Um, so everything about that I loved, and I loved the reconnecting of all the relations, the forgiveness. Like it's when you're in the mood for a sentimental film, this is the one to watch. Yeah, Need one. This is what I'm going to watch. Um, in terms of who I would recommend it to, if you are one of those people who saw this <laughs> and haven't seen it at all, yeah, welcome, you wonderful yes. one. Um, yeah. But all- like look at you you magical creature i would say give it a rewatch uh you'll probably if you enjoyed it when you'll enjoy it now i i agree pretty much guarantee it if you're someone who doesn't like the sentimentality and those sweet sort of corny moments this is not the movie for you (laughs) this is pretty much the whole movie i would say this is like a good underdog story touching story you want this person to remain good if that intrigues you this is a movie for you that's mm-hmm. pretty much what I would say. Um, in terms of like family watching, I mean, Pauline and I loved it as kids. I make no <laughs> guarantees your children will. They'll probably be bored AF. Like, I don't maybe, know. I mean, maybe Actually, they'll be weirdos like us who find the physiotherapy aspect love Bradley. Really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> love Bradley. But it's not one that I would be like, yes, I would say any family could watch this movie. I don't know. If it sounds mm-hmm. like something you kids well it sounds like something you'd be interested in go for it but otherwise no i i don't consider it a be all watch all movie for no i you know it's not a catch-all by any means definitely not a catch-all film so yeah those of you who want a sentimental film or want to re-watch it after watching it years ago this is a movie for you other Mm -hmm. than that i make no guarantees um I would say, yeah. And then out of 10, I give it, oh, I give it a seven. I really liked it. I'm aware of the sentimentality and everything. If I'm being honest, my nostalgia probably rates it a little bit higher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I had a lot of fun watching it and I would watch it again. So it's going to stay at a nice solid seven for me. There you Colleen, go. What about you? Yeah, I basically agree. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, it was everything I thought it would be mm. and more. Like, I knew I didn't understand everything as a kid. So watching yeah. it now, I was like, this is a great story, <laughs> actually. I, the, but again, it is a very, it's very obvious. Nothing is really surprising about how mm. the story comes out. Like, other than, you know, the twist of the affairs. One of the things that I really appreciated about this movie when watching it was, <clears throat> I, I already mentioned the... <laughs> making scene between Harrison Ford and Annette Benning. <laughs> but what I have to say about this movie that I really liked that they did, there's a lot of discussion about consent mm. that I thought was very important. Yes. And what I mean by that is they're on the balcony, they're talking and they're in pajamas and and Annette Benning goes in to kind of like hug him and is like, is this okay? And she starts like unbuttoning his shirt. And he's like, yeah. And you can tell he's nervous and he's talking about how he's been nervous. And she's like, you know, we haven't made love since you've been home. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm a little nervous. He's like, really nervous, like very nervous. And so, <laughs> but there's this whole very respectful mm-hmm. interaction between the two of them about like, yes. is this okay? Yeah. Touch me, do this, whatever. And I, I really yeah. appreciated that in the movie with him I, that Annette Benning's character doesn't he's not written in a way that he's like yeah I'm back in the saddle but she also isn't pressuring or 
and he's not assuming like you're not like oh standard man who just wants to jump back into bed you know totally. what I mean like yeah. they're more She's, dimensional than that it's very respectful I was worried because watching it I'm like this me too I was worried how this is gonna go and I'm with you when it was a lot more conversation and talking I was like oh this is good and yeah. that I think is something they do well for a good chunk of the film too where they check in with each other when he starts to realize he has to talk more because that's something he has to learn too is communication and you see that being learned and developed in their relationship and it's very good and it's very clever because you can tell he's he has to learn how to just talk Mm -hmm. and by learning to express his feelings he's learning to understand when his wife is upset and he's like Mm -hmm. what's wrong with her and like and beforehand you can tell that that was missing in their relationship so he had no knowledge yeah it's it does a i think the movie does a really good job of showing those added layers of emotion and connection Mm -hmm. and vulnerability Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. actually i think why i liked it as much as an adult like obviously i've got the nostalgia for it but i just really like oh this is refreshingly like Mm. dynamic in conversation which is just lacking in so many movies so that I actually quite liked oh nice Um, yeah so with that being said I actually uh, give this movie myself an eight and I know that that's heavily heavily (laughs) heavily nostalgia based but I just genuinely thought it was a good movie super sentimental if I'm in the mood for watching a sentimental movie I will watch this I actually think that's why we enjoyed watching it. As oh, 100%. As children, we're like, it, it's the emotions we could understand as a kid, right? Because Absolutely. they are so front and center and obvious. As children, you're like, I get it. He's sad. I, and they say it. She's sad. He's angry. He's upset. He understood their emotional arcs because they talked about them. And Absolutely. then because the music and the emotions were, again, very sentimental and easy to grasp, we as children were like, I get it. Yeah, I get all of this. <laughs> I'm confused by Bradley feeding those eggs, but everything else makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> because Bradley's not being honest and open about his feelings the way everyone else is in this movie. <laughs> so I'm confused. I mean, he really needs to work on that. Bradley. Especially because he's he does it so much all the other times. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I've been somehow <laughs> somehow confused by I'm trickery. Confused. This, and I this get mind Harrison trickery. Ford's betrayal i guess you should feel betrayed (laughs) i'd feel betrayed too so anyway so but uh same with the recommendations for others i would say like if you watched it before the same as you if you watched it before and you loved it probably watch it again you'll still probably love it Mm. you didn't watch it but you like sentimental movies you're probably gonna like this one if you don't like sentimental movies don't watch a sentimental movie Mm. um and I have no idea about kids. I'm going to think back on what Lisa said. <laughs> if they seem to enjoy sentimental movies, feel free to throw this one at them. Because yeah. there's all, I mean, really, there's a lot of understanding of emotions in this movie. Mm. A lot of very simple communication. Yep. That I'm like, this yep. is actually probably very good for kids to see. <laughs> totally. To understand, this is how you talk to people. Yeah, this is, what, this is what consent is. Anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, is this okay? I like it. If the answer is no, you say no. But the answer for him is yes. Anyway, okay. You keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love this conversation. I love what you added. Quotes. Yes. Here we go. What are some... Let's do this. You... Oh, wait. I feel like I need to explain this because I feel like lately we haven't explained this. Anyone who's new to the pod... Oh yeah, we we quote movies all the time. <laughs> our in our episodes, we will throw in casual Simpsons quotes. Our whole family quotes movies. 
Yeah. This is this it's is our, our love, love language. language. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that too. Okay. So anyway, we have a little section about quotes, quotes that we either said from the movie, like all growing up, or mm. quotes that now rewatching it we really like or that stuck with us. So that's what we do to kind of wrap up the episode because we our family communicates in quotes. So that's why we have this part. Yep. Lisa. So first quote. The first one I'm going to say is actually um, when at the start of the movie, Henry is talking to his daughter, Rachel, because he has been he has punished her and you find out he's punished her because she spilt grape juice on his piano or something. And you have no idea what the extent of the spill was or anything, but he really overreacted. And so his wife has told him to go in and he needs to apologize to Rachel. And he keeps pretending like he hasn't heard her and changing the subject, but she's not letting him get off the hook that easily so then he goes into the room like a child like he's like okay so he goes in wakes his daughter up who's sleeping to then explain that you know he was angry and that he admits he was angry but and then explains that you know you you have to take responsibility if you can't be responsible for beverages and whatnot you shouldn't be around a piano anyway and then you should leave the kitchen she's yeah live only in the kitchen child with all your food and she basically is just staring quietly the whole time while he's doing this whole speech and then there's like an awkward pause and his reaction is to go i finished a really big case today honey and and daddy won. Daddy won. Okay. All better. <laughs> and he leaves. And, and the reason I also remember it is not also because as a child I was offended that this is how he spoke to her. Mm-hmm. But because our dad yep. thought that line was really funny. Uh, yep. And when and daddy I, won today. <laughs> and I remember dad laughing and then going, nice apology. And was like, <laughs> Every time. And I was like, you're right. That was a terrible apology. <laughs> I remember very distinctly being like, he didn't apologize at all. Totally. He doesn't even say I'm sorry. No, but it no, was just, I remember that too. In the apology, but I remembered yeah. our dad would always yes. laugh at that line. So that, <laughs> so and it's stupid. early on in the movie. So I always, and he would say that everyone smiled, daddy won today. <laughs> okay. So that one I had to say just oh, because it, it was a, a very memorable line for that reason. What's, uh, what's yours? Um, so we already talked about, so we've already mentioned a few of the Bradley lines. Um, mm-hmm. So my next one is actually one of an interaction between um, Henry and his daughter, Rachel. It's when he doesn't want to leave the rehabilitation center mm-hmm. and she thinks that he's mad at her and uh, she's talking to Bradley in the hallway and he's like, he's not mad at you. Just go in and talk to him. You should go talk to him. So she goes in and he's trying to tie his shoe. Mm-hmm. And so, and he can't do it. So she comes over and you just see her hands and it's his foot on the bed. And she's just like, big loop, little loop, cross over, pull through. And then he grabs her hands. Where'd you learn to do that? And she says, you taught me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) She's getting the heartstrings. This is so early on, but oh my God. It's like oh yep. man my heart but it just was such a sweet little moment and then that's and when he says yeah I the line that this, that this Carpet. movie is named after yeah the episode is named after yeah, yeah. that the episode is named after i remember gray carpet i want to go home and he's like where is that and that's at home and it's such a good line anyway but i just really <laughs> like that line what's okay. funny is i other written down and it's also because 
when that's how I tie my shoes. It's not how everyone mm. ties their shoes because there's that one where you can make a, a loop and then you way. wrap it around, right? And it's yep. supposed to be the as I've heard from people that's supposed to be the better way to tie your shoes because they stay tied longer. And I'm like, I don't care. This is easier. As a kid, I learned the big loop, little loop, crossover, and I felt very vindicated in this movie. When you're like, see, this that's is how you how learn she it. Does it. And I was like, that's right. That's how you can tie your shoes. You can do it both ways. It doesn't matter. Um, it's true. Oh man. Uh one that I love, one scene that I love. Um, so as we've mentioned, he got mad at her for spilling grape juice on the piano. So then later, when they're having Mm-mm. breakfast in the kitchen for the first time ever as a family, and yep. they're sort of chatting, Rachel accidentally hits her glass and knocks over some of her orange juice. She immediately apologizes and looks worried because clearly and this everyone- would have been gets on edge everyone gets on edge because clearly this has been an issue before and all harrison ford does is go that's okay i do that all the time you do yeah and then he spills his juice he's like look and then just shoves his juice juice. and his daughters very much like what just happened like it's the greatest thing in those little ways, right? That's such a shift of his personality. Everyone's terrified, and he's like, "Oh, I do that all the time." Look, splash. Yeah, it's true. Especially because she just got in trouble for spilling juice on the yeah. piano. So it's, yeah. it's a good moment. I love I love that moment as a kid. It yeah. always made me laugh. Um, the other one that I have um, that I really liked was. <clears throat> uh they're in the library the scene that you were talking about <laughs> and uh um he's he's flicking the paper at her face and she's like dad stop it and he's like okay and then they're like sitting for a bit and he flicks the paper again and she's like dad i'm serious and he says i know <laughs> very <laughs> The way uh, he says very is the very. Like, like, it's like, so overemphasized. Yeah. He's he's like, yes, you are. Annoyed. Yeah, he's like, I know you're very serious right now. Anyways, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> you're go. Next one. It's such a good that whole it's, scene is That adorable. whole scene is just awesome. I love I, it. <laughs> um one thing one that I loved is so when so he doesn't want his daughter going back to school but then his wife's like this is what we agreed on before and we need to have some things that we agreed on before happen like i need this stability kind of thing so their daughter ends up going to the school and she's super nervous and he he sort of takes her as she's as she's super nervous and he just goes honey of all the things I do remember, one of the things I do remember is my first day at school. There were all these weird looking kids. I didn't know anybody and they didn't know me and I was scared. But after two days, when we were all laughing about how scared we were, everybody feels the way you do, honey. Everybody. And then she like feels a little better, gives him a hug. And it's really sweet because he looks like he's going to cry when he watches yeah. her go to the school because he's going to miss her. And his wife then is like, Henry, that's great. I didn't know you remembered your school. And he says, I don't. <laughs> and you're, so like, Aww. you're like, oh, you're like, oh, cute. <laughs> it's very sweet. And it's again, I as a as a kid, even as an adult, I just really love the relationship that forms between him and his daughter. And I know. When he looks like he was going to cry, I was like, it's okay, Henry. He's You'll see okay. her again soon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Don't worry. You're going to go break her out of this joint later. Yeah. I already know. In the movie, you guys are all going to leave happy. It's going to be great. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, one of my favorite lines that I even as an as a kid I remember I remember was so it's one of the office scenes. Mm. There's this they're going through the hallway and and Bruce is next to Henry and he's taking him back through the yes. office to go to his office and there's a guy and everyone's like hello Mister what's his last name what is that name oh like, I forget yeah it doesn't matter hello Mister Turner hello. yeah Mister yeah. Turner hello Mister Turner da 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 as they're coming through and everyone's like he's back yeah here he is he's back again breaking some balls kind of a thing that's yeah. the idea and so he's he's got this image and there's a guy who show who comes up to him a younger guy like I'd say thirty mm. blonde hair and he just says <clears throat> my name's Rudy Rudy I just wanted to say hello and welcome back and then he walks away and then henry and bruce keep walking and he's like henry just turns and he's like what's wrong with him and bruce says he's an asshole (laughs) (laughs) and as a kid i I even was like this is a good little dialogue like it made me sad because i knew Bruce isn't a very good friend to him. Totally. Like in in some ways he is and in some ways he isn't. Like it's kind of a hard thing to watch him with Bruce knowing all the things. What you know about him. But also knowing that he did do good things too. Like it's a a complicated relationship and you're like But he had his back and it was just Mm -hmm. this really like what's wrong with him? He's an (laughs) asshole. asshole. (laughs) Got it. Okay check. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Okay, um, what's do you have another one? One of my yeah, I have one more. Um, so at one point in the film when he's back at his office, so it's kind of a repeat line. Uh one point in the film, he's back at his office, and his secretary Jessica, who I love, comes in with like a cup of coffee and some cream. And she starts pouring <laughs> yeah. it into the cup and she says, Say when, and he clearly doesn't know what she's talking about, so he's just sort of watching her face and she's watching his face, and more cream is being added. And she kind of just like say when and he kind of doesn't acknowledge and she's like and she tells him that when he has enough he has to say when and he makes that connection and he's like oh okay when and it's very cute it's very sweet and she you know she just sort of smiles and then later at the end of the movie when he comes back to the office for the last time and he quits and he's sort of walking through and he's saying sort of his final goodbyes to certain people in certain ways uh, he goes by Jessica and he says goodbye to her and she just goes, Mr. Turner, what happened? Well, I had enough. So I said, when? And she just goes, uh, good for you. <laughs> it's like, very I good. Love this. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. I love that one. I wrote that, that one line made me really happy. I really yeah. love that line. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you have another I've one? Got, I have one more. It's when, mm. with Bradley and Henry. It's when mm. Bradley has come for a visit after Henry is feeling very dejected and confused about his life. And Bradley's giving them the story about how he's like, he had bad knees because of um, this accident that happened when he was at football. And it's how he became a physiotherapist. So he's telling Henry that story, as we mentioned earlier. And so he's like, now ask me if I mind having bad knees. And Henry's like, did you mind having bad knees? And he said, no, it was a test. I had to find a life. Mm. And I was like, that's lovely. (laughs) That's a lovely sentiment because what's happening is he's explaining that if he hadn't had that accident and hadn't had to go to physio, he never would have realized that he wanted to help people like that. Mm -hmm. And that's how he gets to help people like Henry. I never would have met Henry. And it was just this really Mm -hmm. sweet moment, but, but it was a test. I had to find a life. And I was like, Oh yes, please. More of that. 
Yeah. And it's so, and it's so pertinent to poor Henry, right? Life, especially now that he realizes he doesn't like being a lawyer. He doesn't like who he was. He's got to move yeah. on. But that's scary. Like, what life. do you do? Oh, right. So, yeah. Everything about that I love, too. I had that one written down as well. I thought that one was really good. It's oh, a good one. That's a good it's one. A good one. Clearly, yeah. clearly, we like a good sentimental movie. We love a good sentimental movie. <laughs> we're both like, oh, great line. Oh, yes, amazing. Please. Yes, oh, so wonderful. Oh, wonderful moral eyes. of the story. I know. <laughs> At one point, Cam was like, are you crying? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Typical. See, I was by myself, so I was crying. My cat judges uh, me about everything. It does not matter. So I was just like, I'm just going to cry. And I and Cam's just heartless, um, which is funny because he's absolutely not. He's a big baby, but he does not cry in movies. And I'm like, I don't understand you as a person. But Very that's okay. interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. So that's, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's regarding go, Henry, the the one and only everybody, the <laughs> the 1991 Harrison Ford movie. You didn't know that you should see, but now you should see if you like, um, you know, Harrison <laughs> you like Ford and sentimental movies. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but it's my turn to pick the movie on Friday, so we'll be back mm-hmm. on Friday for a trivia sode. I don't have one picked, so I gotta I gotta work on that. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, feel free to um, reach out to us, send us an email if you've watched regarding Henley and you liked it or you hated it or you'd never heard of it before, but you're so appreciative that we did it because you realized that it was a great movie because we both think it is. Let us know um, if you watched it and you hated it. In, in the uh, majority of the critics who only gave this a forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Let us know, too, because I would love to know why it's not a good movie, because I think it's a great movie. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, feel free to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter, at Real Window. You can send us an email, real.window at gmail.com. Otherwise, have a great rest of your week, everybody, and we will catch you on Friday for my trivia sode. Mm-hmm.